And welcome to Empowering Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. We are preaching, announcing, teaching the message <laughs> of the kingdom of Yeshua the Messiah. Renee and I, we are definitely excited. Assistant Pastor at Empowerment of Faith, uh, we are joined together in teaching the word of Elohim. Uh, and we are looking at the Hanukkah celebration, Moody, that's coming up now. But before mm -hmm. we go too far, just right. remember to subscribe to our channel if you have not and click on the bell in the upper right hand corner mm -hmm. so that you'll be notified every time that we come on. And shalom. And shalom. <laughs> All right. I think this, this part, actually three, this third session or possibly six if it's in 30 minute uh, teaching uh, sections, those on the broadcast, you're getting 30 minutes. So to you, this would be actually a part five. Uh, we did three sessions on it, five minute sessions, and mm -hmm. it broke down for our broadcast. But our other social media uh, viewers and listeners and scholars, uh, you'll be getting a whole hour session at one time. And uh, we are getting back in here, and our subject, uh, subtopic, if you want to put it that way, is going to be the oil and the light. Uh, Hanukkah, this particular uh, celebration, is very powerful. And of course, through replacement theology, replacement theology and the passing of secular religious laws, uh, these more deeds or these celebrations, these feast, feast days, actually, mm -hmm. it's just like uh, the critical race theory, uh, this thing that's happening now has practically wiped out the true history right? and wiped out true identity and wiped out what the father said and what he instructed us to do. Mm -hmm. You know, because I talked to some people and they said, well, you know, we don't know, so we're going to take this day, but it's, it's we know. <laughs> and once you know, then right. you get rid of a replacement theology uh, in, instead of uh, keeping the tradition of man or religion as a result of strongholds in the belief system, in the culture that was passed by law, keeping that going. Right. Um, what I want to say, as mm -hmm. students of the word, it's our responsibility to make sure that we seek out the truth right. and not just um, go on with the flow of tradition that is apart from the word of Elohim. So that's really important. And then as we just go further, you know, there's a point where you'll have to make a decision whether are you going to serve Elohim fully? Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, Hanukkah is all about. Are you going to continue to compromise mm -hmm. or are you going to sell it? I mean, obey the words of Elohim fully or are you going to continue to compromise what tradition has given us? Right. Decision have to be made. Yeah. And once we get truth and that this is our this is our angle. This this is the uh, perspective that we come from. We come to bring truth. Uh, truth cannot be truth unless it's original. Just because you find something in a book doesn't mean it's truth. And in the scripture, the scripture teaches us the principle of truth, and that is the word and the spirit are one. Mm -hmm. You can't separate the father's spirit from his word. You can't separate his word from his spirit. So uh, again, Hanukkah, we got some teachings already done. You can go back and check it out. Uh, it was uh, one title was a hidden feast, which it was mm -hmm. uh, the conception of the king. That's when Yeshua was conceived on <clears throat> the feast of Hanukkah during that celebration and uh, that we proved that and we may go back to that again to go over it that it's right there in scripture when Miriam when Elizabeth was six months pregnant that's when Miriam conceived Yeshua and all we got to do is count that six months back and it's going to fall right on the course of uh, um, Zechariah when he served doing his uh, priesthood duties during the feast of Shavuot. That's when the Holy Spirit 
uh, would came back to man, you know, and began to govern us in the earth. Right. And right. you can count that time, and then mm -hmm. you, uh, uh, that's the time that Miriam got, uh, was conceived. She got pregnant, and then you just count the nine months. And you're going to hit right on the Feast of Tabernacles. You know, it's right there in Scripture. And it wasn't taught because, again, of re replacement theology. Uh, it was uh, purposely, intentionally done like that to serve the ambassadors' doors, to serve the congregation, the holy nation, the royal priesthood from the real Hebrew lineage and roots. And the same, and that's a colonization practice. Yeah. So yeah. Rome was into that big time. They had colonized Europe. Everything is under their control, and they use the Greeks' libraries and their knowledge. That's why you have a lot of Greek stuff and giving credit to Greek for being original and all that kind of stuff. But it's right there in the script. You want to let you know that. You can go back and just study it out. You'll see it. Watch our videos. We got it presented very plain, uh, very instructional, where as you can receive it, you get uh, images, pictures, notes, all of that stuff to go back and look at it. So what we want to do uh, in this session is look at the original word. Since we're talking about original, let's look at the original word Hanukkah, the original word Hanukkah, uh, and we're going to break this down for you. Okay, so <clears throat> let's look at it. The original word Hanukkah, um, here we have, which is called the ancient Madu Neder. Some say hieroglyphics, but you see the little the different images and symbols. And why is that hieroglyphic? Is that part of replacement theology too? It's definitely. Because hieroglyphic comes from a Greek word. Right. Not from an ancient, he uh, uh, ancient African Hebrew word, yeah. but from a Greek. The ancient African Hebrew is Medu Nida. Mm -hmm. Right. Just wanted to bring that up. Okay. All right. So we see the spelling of Hanukkah. And as you already know, Hebrew is read <clears throat> from right to left. So here we have uh, Chet, Noon, Vav. And then hey. And now we're going to go over the breakdown of each. So I want to point out to the viewers also that we have this in the modern language and the ancient, the oldest form yeah. of Hebrew is what you see on the right when you see that writing that looked like what's called hieroglyphic. That's the ancient pictograph or Madu Neder. So, and then it, it changed. The form of the Hebrew letter words changed to the modern. And you see that right to left. Uh, that that's why it's different. So we have them both in there, but what we're going to teach from is the ancient today. Yes. Right. And so this ancient, the first one that we're looking at <clears throat> is Ket, and it looks similar. It looks like something, and this is actually a picture of a fence, mm -hmm. and it invokes our memory uh, that it means to separate, it means to protect, and also it means something is special. All right. Okay, why, why is it special though? You know, it's a lot. And uh, what we're doing, we are pulling this, uh, keeping it in context, because the Hebrew letter word mean will always fit the context. Yes. The, the uh, whole thought of this word meaning, because special, to be brought close to the heart. Yes. That's what it means, be brought close to the heart. Okay, and also had mean to protect, mm -hmm. mean territory, ownership. There's a lot in here, but we are giving you these meanings right. that's going to tie to this, this contextual thought of the definition of Hanukkah. All right, and so the next, um, the next one we see, it's a picture of a seed, okay, and it means uh, the sun. It also means, what do you have on seed. 
sun yeah. or seed? Sun or seed. I'm, you know, I'm so used to looking at the modern language. Now we're looking at the ancient. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just getting used to that part. But anyway, so seed, and it also means eternal air. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can do the next one. All right, then you have a ball. All right, and that is a picture of a nail, you know, uh, of a uh, ancient nail. Mm -hmm. And Bob means to join, to establish, to connect, or to join oneself with, or to be in alliance with. Like when you join the military, uh, that that's one of the uh, meanings you can get there. Uh, example: joining, you uh, pledge your allegiance to. All right. So in this uh, text, it's gonna come out in a minute, and it's very powerful. Okay. The next one is a cave. Cave, it means, well, this is actually a picture of a hand. And so this hand reminds us that something is being allowed, something is being sanctioned, also something is being uh, permitted. Right. And also in the ancient, uh, it's the picture of a wing. Oh, this, yeah. This is representative to a wing, and the modern is a picture of a hand. Okay, okay. But it looks like a hand, but it's actually... Uh, it's an in-between, actually. Right, right. Like a crossover. You got the, uh, and the wing of a, of, of a bird symbolizes the ability of that uh, bird to take flight or to supersede the laws of gravity. Mm -hmm. So it's making an indicator of power in the realm of the spirit to supersede. Okay. So the sanctioning we are talking about and the permission we are talking about has to do with spiritual mm -hmm. permission, spiritual sanctioning, and we're going to see that in Hanukkah. Okay, and then the last one, this is a picture of a man with his hand raises, raised up, um, which represents hey, or some say hi, and it means to reveal. And what are we revealing? We're revealing what is in heaven. We're revealing what's in heaven right here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so we have the entire, uh, <laughs> we're the chilling angel, they cool today. The, and what we did, we, we, we gave a, uh, what is this, a sentence, a paragraph, or just a just thought? Just a summary. A summary yeah. of what Hanukkah means in the Hebrew letter word meaning. Now, it's translated in the English to dedication, all right? But mm -hmm. we look at the Hebrew word dedication, and you don't find Hanukkah. So right. that's why you have to search outside the translations yeah. when you want to get to the original. Right. Because, again, translations are not inclusive of everything that the Holy Spirit said. I know I just gave you a headache, but a spiritual headache, a religious headache, but it, many words and sentences and thoughts are left out in translation. And it came, the English translation of the Messianic called the New Testament came from, again, the Greek translation. So you have to challenge the Greek stuff. Now, here we go. The Holy Seed, and this is what happened. There was a purpose. This is the intent. Hebrew letter word meaning will always give you the intent, the purpose, the world, the why, the who's and the what's. The holy seed of the son of Elohim separated himself from heaven. That holy seed is noon. You don't have to go in the order of spelling. Mm -hmm. You go in what these letter words mean. Separated himself from heaven. There's a hat from heaven uh, to reveal the sanctioned will. There's a cave of the father for man. Thus bringing the anointing, Holy Spirit, and the light or knowledge of the kingdom of heaven back to connect with man so you have the vibe in there again so we get all of them in there the revelation is the high the sanctioning is the uh cave to uh come into earth he established himself he said father prepare me a body and i'll go i'll leave heaven and go to earth so all of it is in there and then the noon 
which means, you know, seed is an indicator of life. Yes. And inheritance of life right. and offspring because seed is a product of the generator of the seed or the source. Mm -hmm. So the uh, Yeshua is the son of, of Elohim, Ben Elohim, uh, Ben Yahweh. He's the son of Elohim in the earth. And of course, this proves that that's what Hanukkah was, not just dedication, you know, but when you unlock it in the uh, uh, realm of the spirit, we'll see that it was Yeshua coming. Right. This and, is that's absolutely, it's mm. absolutely amazing. Um, and this is why I have learned to love and appreciate the original language because there is no other language that can serve justice as what the Father wanted to reveal from his heart to our heart, mm -hmm. just what just happened there. So that, that brings a whole new uh, right. light on the subject of Hanukkah. Right. Because, you know, dedication. Okay, and they it was, they did. Uh, all the feasts uh, we dedicate ourselves to yes. acknowledge the culture of the kingdom right. and the holy days mm -hmm. that the father, special day that the father has set, you know, already set and established. So, you know, but at the same time, like Dr. Nate was saying, the reason you get so much because this is the original language. Right. And we're going back to the original word meaning that was lost in translation mm -hmm. and colonization and different uh, ethnic backgrounds taking stuff and making it fit them that's humanism yeah that's humanism you know anytime you take something that the father have and 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 add to it then it become humanism and if it has anything to do with worship is religion that's just like you know because i used to say it well i don't know the exact day i don't see it in scripture mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna go by you know what everybody else saying they had yeah. to you know they was out in the field and the shepherds so it had couldn't have been that cold because they was out watching the sheep or mm -hmm. whatever and the sheep given you know I, I i had no idea Right. So I used to say, well, let's take something and we won't leave this out because we didn't have knowledge of the original writings of Elohim mm -hmm. through influence of translation. Okay, so uh, our uh, sub subtopic we want to get into is the oil and the light. And we're not going <laughs> to, we're going to touch it. Because you talk, start talking about oil and light, you open up, I mean, so many levels of revelation. So we're going to go into the oil and the light since we don't get the original meaning, you mm -hmm. know, and now we're going to give, we got seven points here <clears throat> that we're just going to teach these seven points. And then we got 12 points dealing with light. So Dr. May, you can go it on and we're going to give you, actually, this is a review of what we have already taught in terms of why, why was this more deed uh, revealed? It, it, and it was there prior to, mm -hmm. you know, prior to. Uh, I had the year, I think it was 13, 35, 97, I believe, is when Hanukkah, uh, when it was instituted and when it, when everything took place in terms of the Maccabeans going in and retaking the temple and cleansing it of the, the, uh, the, the filing and the polluting of, guess who? The Greek Syrians. <laughs> wow. Come on, y'all. Let's get this stuff out of here and get it back to the Hebrew perspective perception perspective everything hebrew go back you know you know we have to go back yeah and um before we move on just want to say um so many people especially if you have come up being raised as a christian you are you may have been taught that hanukkah or the different feasts were only for jews um but without <clears throat> getting into all of that as we can clearly see as we go back to the original text of the scripture it mm -hmm. shows us it reveals the plan of the father and how 
as a believer that we should acknowledge and participate. So it's not just for Jews only. And then we know that that word Jew, it actually, you know, it just throws everybody off because it, there are many definitions out there. You know, one was saying how uh, it was a, pers- a person of a particular race. Mm-hmm. And then another was just saying how, well, they had a particular religion. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, Yeshua was not the type of Jew that many people are teaching. So he wasn't a Jew with Jesus? No, okay. no, no, All right. no. Yep. So that, yeah, that part was, uh, it was just a slang word that was used. But actually, the person who was a Jew was the person who was from Judea, Judah. Mm-hmm. Ju- yeah. And so they hatched it up or just cut it off a little bit for short, and then they started saying Jew. Yeah, J-E-W. I no J's in Hebrew neither. Right. And right. it's Yehudites. That's right. And you taught the message. Yeah. <laughs> she taught, you know, we know about it, but it was over in uh, Malikum called Kings when uh, the, the tra- those of Yehudah mm-hmm. chose to follow David. Oh, and then there's another definition. And all of those are false, uh, what I was just saying. Right. But um, the other one was if the mother was a Jew, mm-hmm. then all of the children were Jew. It didn't matter about mm-hmm. the father. I right. was like, now that, that's okay. backwards. That's, all of that is. That's backwards. I don't care. It can be coming from the capital of Israel. And right. the main rabbi over there, that is backwards. And people are still teaching this they today. They're teaching it. It's backwards and it's wrong. Yeah. Because we know in the scripture, mm-hmm. and you taught it. I mean, right. we can touch it in Shemot uh, 12. When Moshe, father, the father gave Moshe what to do. He was a leader who was to lead a nation that would represent a kingdom nation in the earth. Yeah. That was the mandate. Mm-hmm. Now, the same mandate is being carried out by ambassador, those who are born again. First Kepha called Peter uh, tells us that we are chosen generation, right. a royal priesthood, a holy nation. The same uh, uh, terminology, definition of terms that he used when he approached the nation of Israel and offered them the same thing in Shemot. Mm-hmm. And they rejected and in and, and Shemot 12, uh, the father said, it's, he said, it's the Lord's Passover. He never said it's the Jews' Passover. Right. That's right. See, little simple stuff in translation. And, but that even the translation says it's the Lord's Passover, Yahweh's Passover. Yeah. But one simple lie is, is some, somehow when you're dealing with religion, you don't have to have doctrine to prove stuff. One simple lie and everybody believe it. Yep. It's called indoctrination. That's right. Yeah, All right, so, so we can touch it a little I, bit. I did that a little bit, but let's go back to right. the seven points. And we find the Holy Spirit. So when he brings <laughs> something up, and people be telling me, "I'm so glad you stopped and dealt with that." Yeah. I'm so I'm so glad I obeyed the Holy Spirit. So right. you know. Okay. All right. So number one, um, the seal could only be broken by the high priest. Now the seal we're talking about is the seal of the curse of all. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're gonna. Uh, no. So each point we have to explain, uh, teach it a little bit because we pulled this out of extended teaching that we w- went over and explained all of this. Mm-hmm. All right. So the seal was a curse of oil and it was sealed by the high priest. Mm-hmm. Only the high priest could seal it. Only the high priest could open it. Okay. Go ahead, Dr. Point number two. Point number two. The Syrian Greeks crushed all of them intentionally. However, the father preserved one. So point one and two, we can tie these together because we're getting ready to show you how Miriam was this curse of oil mm-hmm. um, in, in, in which her seal had not been broken. Yeah. And her seal, we're going to see uh, who broke her seal. 
So when you look in, uh, look at, you know, the law of double reference in uh, script interpretation is applying here because you get something that happened like a type or a shadow, but it was prophesying something that would happen. Mm -hmm. So actually everything that they did was going to happen literally with Yeshua coming to the earth because mm -hmm. Yeshua is the high priest who, who uh, sealed by her walking in obedience. We're going to go into point number three. Uh, she was obeying the laws of morality and not having sex prior to being married. And we're going to look at the two type of version also. So we can easily see here that the oil was in the vessel and only the high priest can break, break the seal. That's the significance of this curse of oil. And them not, what, it, what, what happened is the Greek Syrians, they knew about this. Right. See, see, the religion know what the laws of the kingdom are. And what, what I really like about uh, them at this particular point, they didn't decide to do something different. Right. Try to incorporate something different, but they knew that the seal could only be broken by the high priest. They didn't go out and buy other things. In other words, they didn't incorporate humanism. They didn't right. decide to do their own thing. They decided not to compromise. So, so that same principle there now. So that means if I, um, once we come into the understanding and knowledge of when Yeshua was conceived, mm -hmm. then I do it another time, another day. Mm, that's good. I'm not dedicated. I'm not, I'm, I didn't do what they did here. Right. I'm doing something. This is how important it is. Good. I'm so glad that the present day people, religious people, wasn't there. Because just as sure as a, a, a fox got hair on his back, they would have went and got something else. Mm -hmm. They would have had Christmas instead of Hanukkah. Yeah. And this it's the same thing. We're not attacking Christmas. We're just showing you how after you come into the knowledge of this, what the father won't done, this is when he did this. And then we put it on another day because of, you know, monetary reason mm -hmm. and convenience reason. And we want y'all working. We're not going to give you no whole week off at different times during the year. It's got to be set <laughs> at this particular time. And matter of fact, the Romans are the one that did it. Yeah. You know, so actually when someone say, well, am, 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 am I sinning? You tell me. Are you compromising? Are you doing it the way the Father instructs you to do it? And when he say, are you doing it your own time? Right. So once you come into the knowledge of the truth, then the decision is to walk into it versus right. uh, negate or try to deny or just say uh, it doesn't really matter. We don't really know. Things like that. Yeah, because we know now. And yeah. our culture, the secular religious culture, should never, ever. They didn't allow the secular culture to dictate to them what to do. Mm -hmm. And the Greek Syrians, they knew that it was just like Balaam. They placed a stumbling block because they knew if they was to go do that, then, yeah, they're going to they, they, they don't have no oil. They use something else. That's it. We can come back in and take over. <laughs> but they refused to compromise. Right. And they, they did it the way the father instructed. And because of that, the father had already preserved one. Mm -hmm. He had that, that already in his plan. I'm a, I'm a, these jokers are not going to touch one. Right. And I'm going to see it. They're, they're going to search hard enough. <laughs> Uh, father enough. Are, gonna, uh, are they going to be diligent? Wow. Are they going to be persistent? Are they going to refuse to compromise to find this one curse of all where the seal had not been broken? Or are they going to go by shepherds being in the field? Are they going to search my word? Mm -hmm. Or are they going to trust what the Greco-Roman theologians put, it, put in the translation? That's good. Are they really going to seek my word and my voice to find out when my son Stepped in the dressing room of Miriam's uh, Miriam's womb, uh, dressing room of Miriam's womb, room, and came into the earth. 
See, that's the thought. That's the question right okay. there. Yeah. That, that's that's it right there, you know. And uh, and we and until recently, most have not searched out mm -hmm. through indoctrination of religious teaching. Just take another day and bring in Santa Claus and Rudolph and and Foxy and Roxy and everybody else and drink and cuss and it has nothing to do with what these people did in terms of expressing their honor, their respect, their obedience and not compromising. And the father said, hey, this is when I want to bring Yeshua in. And he knew all the time they wouldn't compromise. That's right. But they, like the word, the scriptures say, uh, it's the glory or the culture of the mm -hmm. father to conceal his word. Owen Misleal called Proverbs, that word conceal actually is the word devour in the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for word. Yeah. To conceal his word, but the honor of a king to search it out. Yes, that's good. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> Number three, uh, Miriam was an Alma, a virgin married whose womb would be used to bring forth a son for the master's use. And that's the definition of Alma. Because you know there are two types. You know, remember the other one? Bethula. Yeah, Bethula and Alma. Right. When you look at the Hebrew, it's two different words for virgin. Mm -hmm. Bethula and Alma. And Alma, when you look at it, all of those women, when you see the Hebrew word Alma, Alma, they brought forth a special son. Right. Every last one of them. Uh, who was it? Uh, Hannah and uh, Sam, Sam, Shimson, Samson called Samson. Mm -hmm. uh, Rebecca, when she brought forth, um, uh, who was it? Reuben, uh, Sarah with uh, Yisik. Okay. She, she was barren. I was trying to find that, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, we had several of them. Yeah. But I, I think I got it here. We can, if you want to get it, we can. Uh, no, we can just keep going. I just wanted to see if I could find it right quick. Okay, we can stay on the notes. Uh, uh, he'll stay on the notes. <clears throat> and while you're going over point number three a little more, I'll pull it up. But we're not going to. Uh, we're just going to give you some of the names. There we go. Okay, uh, here we go. Uh, Sarah. Uh, she had no child, and Yisik. Uh, we had Reuben uh, from Leah. He was the firstborn nation of Yisrael. Uh, Shimshon, uh, Samson. Uh, he, uh, uh, Manoah uh, was his father. Then we had Yeshua who came from Miriam. There was a couple of other ones in there that mm -hmm. we're not going to take the time to go through it, but we went through this on our prior teaching. Okay. So it's very important we understand this because when we see in a minute, Miriam was the armor, mm -hmm. you know, when you translate it properly. Right. And that'll take us into point number four. All right. Number four, her seal was not broken. It was reserved to be broken by Yeshua, our high priest. And we can find that in Lucas 1, 26 through 35. Okay. I'll tell you what. Um. I'm going to pull that up. Let me get it up. Then it's going to come over here to me. Uh, 136 and 25. Yes. Uh, one and 36 through 25. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me, I'm going to get this in a different train. 26. Okay. Starting at 26. Starting at 26. One and 26. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me get this in a, a translation that leaves the names in the original form <clears throat> versus the uh, English names. No Englishmen there doing nothing. <laughs> okay, just colonizing. That's it. I ain't no hate on nobody, just truth. You know, one, uh, you said start at verse 26? Yes. See, when I get it, he's going to come to my notes. Put that larger. 
That's the next step. Okay. Now let's look at this. Now here come to me, and we can uh, read this. You want to read? Yes. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. And in the sixth month, the messenger Gabriel was sent by Elohim to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a maiden engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the maiden's name was Miriam. And the messenger coming to her said, Greetings, favored one. The master is with you. Blessed are you among women. But she was greatly disturbed at his word and wondered what kind of greeting this was. And the messenger said to her, Do not be afraid, Miriam. For you have found favor with Elohim. Wait a minute, her name wasn't Mary? No, it wasn't Mary. That's, we know the deal. Oh, okay, wait a minute. I meant Miriam. <laughs> oh, Mary, don't you weep. <laughs> you don't have to cry. <laughs> Do not be afraid. We weren't taught better. We was, we was going under colonization. Yeah. And they colonized the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a product of colonization. Okay, do not be afraid, Miriam, for you have found favor with Elohim. And see, you shall conceive in your womb and shall give birth to a son and his, and his name, Yeshua. All right, you got the original Hebrew word for the name of the son of Elohim, Yeshua, and not Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is an English word. It does matter because that's colonization. Actually, telling the father, we not going to call him what you named him. We're going to give him our name. Mm-hmm. It does matter. Don't be trying to rename a son. I'm his father. I named him. That's the name he got. Go ahead, Dr. Nick. Right. And names have meaning. Yeah. Names have, have powerful uh-huh. meanings. Because we were, were to go in that in the Hebrew letter word meaning, man, you can um, come back to us. It, it would be, you would just get it. It's a lot in there. We're not going to even touch it. You right. know, we'll do that in another teaching. Okay. All, All right. right, so we're on number what? Number five. Number five, but you know, number four is we're dealing with the seal now. You see, the seal, yeah. the curse was sealed by the high priest. M- Miriam was a virgin, meaning her womb was sealed still. Mm-hmm. And the reason we can say it was by the high priest because the father had a plan for her, he intentionally uh, sealed her. And Yosef did not have interest to meet with her when she got pregnant because that was Yeshua is going to go through this whole process that took place uh, when they took over the temple. Mm -hmm. It's a whole process that was prophetic. See, uh, Hanukkah was prophetic in terms of the conception of Yeshua. Yes. Number five, because the ancestors refused to compromise in restoring the temple according to the father's plan, the oil did not run out. So you mean to tell me if I don't compromise, I, I walk in the light and the anointing? Every time. So when I'm compromising, I'm not walking. Hey, we're not making this up. If I'm compromising, I'm not walking in the anointing. I'm not walking in his will. I'm, it, it, I don't care how many trees we put up, how many gifts we have, how many lights, how many songs we sing. I'm not walking in his will mm-hmm. because I am compromising relative to when to do things. See, the Father is is specific. Mm-hmm. You, we don't... <laughs> We've been taught this way. I was taught this way. I'm, I, I, I did get mad. I said, man, now all these millions of people over 1,800 years mm. has been carrying this on and carrying this tradition on. You mean to tell me they didn't have enough sense to see this? Right. Or because of the uh, witchcraft of indoctrination to manipulate the minds was so powerful 
that the people never questioned anything. Some people um, not only got angry, but they have decided to turn away to uh, ancient religions, things of that nature, because Islam, New Age. Yes, because yeah, yeah. so it's so much, um, so many lies and so many deceptions, so many things that are so untrue. Mm -hmm. People are like, you know what? Enough is enough. I, I just don't want to have anything to do with this thing you call the Bible. Uh, and they've thrown away all of it. You right. know, and instead of trying to seek out, as a matter of fact, I always say when a person gets sick of tradition and sick, sick of man's way of doing things, you are a prime candidate to hear the truth. Right. Because you're fed up with it. And so, you know, it's that's why it's really important to make sure that you have a pure motive and that you're truly seeking the Father because if you're truly seeking Him, He's going to give you the truth. Yeah, He's that, going to lead you in the right direction. Right, that's a good point, Dr. Green. I know, I know plenty of people don't go to nobody's church because of that. Yeah. And they're making money. They're entrepreneurs. They are well off and everything. They said, nope, if they can't figure that out, you know, why, Why? I mean, what? Yeah. And, you know, so I know them. And they said, well, you different. I said, no, I'm just, I'm telling you that just because they, they tainted the translations doesn't negate the truth of the original scriptures. And if right. you just study, you will see from the original, you will see all of this. So in a way, because they didn't compromise in how the Father, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in, in truth. replacement theology. We, we're going to do it. doesn't matter. The Lord understand. No, say it's that truth. You can't dilate a truth to anything. We just bring out these points that cause you to think about some things. Yes. Okay. Number six, the governor, Holy Spirit, is the oil that reveals the knowledge of the kingdom. And our scriptural reference is Yochanan 16, 13, and then also 14. 14. Yeah, we got that on our note. He'll pull it up. That's in our next note, okay. uh, Yochanan. All right. So here it is, um, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And truth can't be compromised. That's right. So truthfully, truthfully, uh, and where, and and the and the uh, the misconclusions come from a misunderstanding. We don't see the importance of timing and days. It's very important. So uh, secular holidays are different from kingdom holy days. Yes. And citizens of the kingdom are to bring ourselves in alignment with our government. Right. Holy days. Yeah. And when, it, go ahead. When you think about mm -hmm. the characteristics of Elohim and mm -hmm. how meticulous he is and everything has a meaning. So mm -hmm. if we get off and do our own thing, we have deviated from his true meaning of what he was trying to convey to us. So right. we begin to do our own thing. That's why it's important. Even what the word just says here that he'll guide you into all truth. Right. How can he guide you into all truth if you've decided or we've decided to compromise to do our own thing? No, mm. we're being led by ourselves instead of being led by him. Right. And it's just, it's amazing when you slow down and let the Holy Spirit teach it. Yeah. Because what you just said, he would not speak of his own. Mm -hmm. Now, if the Holy Spirit is not speaking of his own, what is man doing speaking of his own when it comes to different days? You know? I mean, it's it's right here. So we are going past the very spirit of Elohim in the earth when we continue on in darkness. Okay, when we continue on in it. And, you know, um, 
because of wealth and prosperity, then people would think what they're doing is okay. Right. Yeah, even in our nation. Well, you know, we're a blessed nation. We're a superpower. God blessed us, so it must not be that bad. It must not be that we doing we doing that. Man, wealth is one of the chiefest things, one of the main things that mm -hmm. the enemy will use to deceive a person. Wealth is not is not it's gonna it's going away. The dollar is going away. Mm -hmm. You know, all this where everybody owning all this land, that's coming to an end. The father going to restore the earth back to everybody like he had it at first. And not mm -hmm. just one man owning a million acres or 10, 10 acres, a yeah. thousand acres, or owning a half of a state. All of that is man's uh, way of doing things and exalting himself and man's government. So the Holy Spirit would not speak of his own, but he will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you, uh, you on the notes still? We should still be on the notes. And he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit does that. Right. So if the Holy Spirit is only, and the Holy Spirit is the total embodiment of the entire country, government laws of the kingdom of heaven in the earth in us. Mm -hmm. So I know he never told nobody. I read books where, you know, uh, the Lord, we had a fellowship and he said, this was okay to do this at this time. And he was okay with us. You lying. He'll never speak against he'll never, his own word. He'll never speak against his own word. Right. He would never, ever honor, place this type of honor on a particular uh, day that these people did these things mm -hmm. because it was prophetic. And prof actually, they were prophesying the birth of Yeshua. Yes. Because the Father don't do anything until he reveal it. Mm. And uh, there is so much prophecy in the Tanakh about things we are doing today. And people really think that a prophet is somebody who's gonna, main qualification, gonna tell you what's gonna happen, stuff like that. A prophet is repeater of what have already been established. Mm -hmm. A repeater of the law, that's what a prophet, and then if you look here, you will see all of this. That's one mm -hmm. of the primary uh, ways you judge a prophet. Are you repeating what the Father have already said? Or are you saying something of your own? Mm, that's good. All of this is in here. And then we have Yochanan 14, 26. Okay, so let's go back to that. Yochanan 14 and 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will... Just, just put what it should be, authority. I'm okay. Sorry. I know that what it said, but I was intended to put authority to that. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead, baby. Will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He didn't remind us what the Holy Father said? The founders of the holy religion. Who's that? Well, you know, that's what, you know, the church fathers. Uh, yeah, I was joking. The theologians or the rabbis. He didn't say any of that. He said, he'll teach you all things, remind you what I have said to right. you. I don't know them. Right. So <laughs> those are those two, uh, the governor, the Holy Spirit, is the oil that reveals knowledge of the kingdom. And Hanukkah is a cultural holy day of the kingdom of heaven and not of the government or the religious uh, harlot, prostitute that rides on the gov government. Mm -hmm. That's what Hazan talk about. So if religion and government is tied together, that's a uh, revelation of the prop. That's a prophecy of the book of Hazan. I think around 1719 of that harlot, that prostitute sitting on the beast, which is government. Okay. So anytime you blend it, anytime anything is blended and something is made legal, a federal holiday and religion is tied up into it, 
that's a product of the harlot and the beast in the book of Hazan or Revelation. Mm -hmm. the, the government is a system of Babylon. So you tell me. I mean, right. I can only, you know. Okay, number seven. Uh, in the beginning, the Father established light, and man lost the light, and Yeshua restored the light. So that's very important. We, 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 we got this note in here because, you know, the Father said, let there be light. Light is knowledge of the kingdom, knowledge of his will, knowledge of his laws. Darkness is the absence of that. Remember, at this particular point in Barashid, uh, book of beginnings or Genesis, uh, when the Father created the heavens and the earth, before he finished out what he was doing in terms of bringing light, a spirit of lawlessness was on the earth. Mm -hmm. Darkness, those who rebel against the knowledge, against the laws, against his will, against his plan. As the old covering cherub, a leading malachim called angel, who had a specific position amongst the fire stars or the other malachims or angels, and he was over praise, worship, fashion, that's, that fit into culture. Right. His area was culture. Listen, culture is a result of laws. Whoever controlled the law controlled the culture. Mm -hmm. So Constantine and the president and all the mega church pastors went to the White House and had a meeting, and they said, we're going to do this on this day. They produced a law, and the law produced the culture. Yes. So anything outside of the feast days is a product of, and his paid holiday is a product of law, <laughs> and the father did not pass that law. Nope. Man passed the law, and religious leaders passed that law. So um, in the beginning, there was darkness. The father decreed light. Man, Adam, Master Isa, Negad, they lost the light. Yeshua, that was the first Adam, first representative. Yeshua, the last Adam who broke the seal of Miriam's room, he was in the womb, he is the anointing, mm -hmm. carrying the light, he broke the seal himself, and from that point on, light will never ever leave the earth. Just like the uh, curse of oil, it's supposed to have lasted one day, one right. curse per day, it lasted eight days. Mm -hmm. Significance of the presence of the anointing in the earth throughout eternity, Yeshua was the one, the high priest, we release that anointing in the earth. So uh, point number seven, uh, Yeshua, Yeshua is the light. And we're going to get in some teachings about light uh, here in a moment. And that is the power of the light. We got 12 points. We're not going to get them all, but the power of the light. So here is Hanukkah. Here is Hanukkah, Yeshua coming in the earth, establishing light, uh, carrying out the will. Father, prepare me a body. I'll go. I'll do it. He did what the Father instructed him to do in terms of bringing the oil, which is the anointing, mm -hmm. which reveals the light. That's why we read in Yochanan that the Holy Spirit will guide us. Right. He'll teach us. Uh, uh, second uh, Yochanan, I believe it's 2.15. I'm going to pull this up in a minute. You can take it while I pull this up. Okay. Second so, Yochanan so 2.15. So while he's looking for that, um, you know, during Hanukkah, as he was just mentioning how there were eight days, and then the first thing that I was thinking about was the eighth Hebrew Olivet, which is Chet, or some say Chet, some say Het. And just thinking about that, how this, you know, we mentioned this earlier, how it means, um, how 
it means to sanction. I mean, it means to protect. Excuse me, I'm thinking about Carl. It means to protect. <laughs> and so it's a picture of a fence. And also, it also means to bring close to the heart. So during these eight days, we're to bring our heart close to the Father. His way of, his way of thinking, his way of doing things, just renewing and, and rededicating and recommitting. This is what we're doing during those each, um, each one of those days during the Feast of Hanukkah. Right. That's because you know, someone asks, what should we do each day? Well, the numbers are prophetic. Right, right. That's what she is saying. If you know the Hebrew letter word meaning, yeah. which that's that where the meaning of numbers come from, mm -hmm. then it, you, you'll see it. It's right there. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. That's awesome. I meant first Yochanan uh, 2 and 19. You can come to my notes over here and uh, we have it up. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, and here we go. You have an anointed. And from the Holy One. Now, Yeshua was the holy seed of the Son of Elohim. He was the holy seed, and he broke the seal and brought in permission for the Holy Spirit. He gave permission to the Holy Spirit to govern his life. Mm -hmm. Gave permission to the Holy Spirit to govern his life. And the oil, where I was getting at, is the oil or the anointing. The Holy Spirit is the one who produces or gives knowledge. All right. So we got a couple of these uh, verses we're going to read. Uh, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. Why you know the truth? Because the anointing is in you. Yeah. Who gives truth. Who reveals light. And many say they got the truth, but you're not. You, you still, you have a dead spirit. You, you haven't been born again. The presence of the Creator is not in you. People are claiming themselves to be gods. And got this and got that. And I got the truth. I got. But do you have the anointing in you? All right. And you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie that what we've been. That is what we've been saying, because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? All right. And then we're going to sit, sit down to 27 where it says, as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has or he has taught you, remain in him. Mm -hmm. Now, for the uh, people who are distraught in their minds and kind of mixed up and messed yeah, up, that's uh, you know, and got a witch spirit of witchcraft working, don't say you don't ain't no man gonna teach you nothing. Right. That's the devil talking. Right. Because what this word teach, what he's talking about. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives illumination because mm -hmm. knowledge is one thing. Re yeah, revelation is one. Knowledge is one. And illumination is one. Yes. You know, uh, uh, revelation is the truth uh, being revealed. Mm -hmm. When the truth is revealed, you have knowledge. Knowledge is an exposure to ideals, the original ideal, which is the truth. Then the illumination is the understanding of the truth. Now, FEM 117 is what I just uh, quoted from. Actually, what we just talked from. So what he's saying, the Holy Spirit, Yeshua said, he'll teach us all things. So the Holy Spirit is the one who is giving you understanding and remind us of what have already been said, what have already been established. He ain't bringing nothing new. He just, he, when Yeshua said, he remind you of what I've said to you, Yeshua is the word, the Tanakh as well as the Messianic scriptures. 
See, some may think that he's just a word in the Messianic calls the New Testament. No, every word that was spoken. That's right. That is Yeshua. Yeah. All of the word that has been spoken. Mm -hmm. So he is letting us know that the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to give illumination on the knowledge of truth that come to us. And that's where we got the principle that you can't separate or divide the word of truth and the spirit mm. of truth. Wow. Okay. Wow and wow. Yeah. All right, let's get a couple of scriptures on night because we can just be there a long time. Okay. Very long time. All right, so now we're going to talk just briefly, um, just have a few moments to talk about the power of light. And looking at our note, um, number one, it reads, light is salvation. And our scriptural reference is Corinthians, but yet four and four. And then also Corinthians, but yet four and six. So we're okay. going to. Yeah, I got it pulled up. On yours. Yeah, I got it pulled up already. Okay. Uh, I just need to make it large now. <laughs> yep, because I sure can't see okay. that. Okay. Okay. Hold on just a minute before you come to me. Uh, that's one. I just knew you was going to uh, let our let's teach, uh, students know, our scholars know, that Yeshua, the word salvation is Yeshua. Right. It comes from a person. Salvation is a person. It's not a religion. It's not an altar call. The word Yeshua is translated into salvation, but you never know back know that if you go back. Well, we just want salvation. We want to go out to salvation. We want to have a prayer line for salvation. No, we want to have a prayer line to introduce people to their Savior, their Messiah, their Deliverer, Yeshua, the Son of, of Elohim. So, if Yeshua is salvation, then who is Jesus? Uh, Jesus is just a name, uh, English name that comes from. I thought from, you were going to say he was the painter that you saw at the store. <laughs> yeah, well, he was a painter, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, Jesus, Jesus, come on out of here, devil. I've done all of that. Yeah. And my faith wasn't in no Jesus. It was in the person. Because mm -hmm. if it was in that name only, those Jesus all around don't have power to do nothing. Wow. That's, that's one of the <laughs> dangers of colonization. Yeah. Because, you know, when we said powers in the name, it's not name, it's authority. Mm -hmm. And we got we got some teaching we want to do on that. And I'm not going to hesitate uh, or draw back from when I get opportunity to share. But when you see the word name in, in the translations in your Bible, that is a bad translation. Because you don't know whether it's talking about authority mm -hmm. or talking about a literal name or character or reputation or honor. You don't know. Right. All right. And if we right. don't search it out, we won't know. Pardon? Oh, it's too large. Zoom in. Okay, I need to. I need to bring it. It's it's too big. Yeah. There we go. All right. All right now. Okay, so we're looking at Corinthians, um, Beit, four, reading. Verse four. Yeah, right there. Mm -hmm. And whom the mighty one of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that the enlightening of the good news of the theme of Messiah who is the likeness of Elohim, does not shine on them. This is why a person, this is talking about people who are not born again, because the God of this age have blinded the mind. It never said, he didn't even mention the blood here. He said light. He don't want the knowledge. Because mm -hmm. once a person is exposed to the knowledge of the kingdom, now they got a choice that's 
uh, I'll put it this way. Now they get an opportunity to make a divine exchange. Yes. Because light has come and they are not in dark. And the enemy do not want no, I mean, excuse me. He don't want anyone being exposed to light because he know that light is the knowledge of the kingdom. All right. So All you right, got to. Verse six, you can just scroll up. Okay. For Elohim who said, let light shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts for the enlightening of the knowledge of the esteem of Elohim in the face of Yeshua, the Messiah. I like that. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellence of the power might be of Elohim and not of us. Being hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, being perplexed, but not in despair. Why? Because we got light in us. Right. So light is the exposure to Yeshua, who is the knowledge of the kingdom in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. You want to do another one there? Okay. Let's do um, number two, which is light exposes darkness. And we'll find that in Ephraim 5 and 13. Light exposes darkness. Now, that's, that's, that's pretty good there because many times, and when I get there, I'll let you know. I'll let you know because you can talk. Ephraim uh, called Ephesians. Uh -huh. And what we do, we just pronounce the names in the original. Mm -hmm. So if she said Ephraim, that's Ephesians. And we'll let you know. Here you go. Five and who? Thirteen. Okay, let's go to thirteen. I'll take a let us know. Is that too big for you or not? All right. Are we good? All right. We have that note there. You own us now? All right. But all matters being convicted are manifested by the light. For whatever is manifested is light. Mm -hmm. So all things, all matters are exposed or manifested by being exposed. See, if we're not exposed to the knowledge of the kingdom, it's not light. Right. And people can come up with some great answers mm -hmm. and it sounds good and seems like it's fixing the problem. But if, it, if it's not a result of the exposure of the original ideas and thoughts of Elohim of the kingdom, then it, it does no good. So it looks like we're going to just get two of those and we'll just come back and deal with light. You know, no problem with it. Um, uh, uh, light, light exposes darkness. Yeah. darkness. Mm -hmm. Let's look at another one. Uh, what is it, 1 Corinthians 4 or 5? We just read that. Yochanan yes. 3.19. Let's look at Yochanan 3.19. When I get there, I'll let you know. Right. Yochanan 3.19. The 3, other 19. one was actually 2 Corinthians, so this one was first. But we can do the Yochanan 3.19. You can? Yeah. Now that's totally awesome. <laughs> that's totally awesome. Mm -hmm. So happy we can do this. 3.19. <clears throat> what is light again? I mean, what produces light? The presence of the oil. Okay. Here we go. 319. Mm -hmm. All right, we have it. We're ready. Okay, and this is the judgment that mm -hmm. the light has come into the world, and mm -hmm. men love darkness rather than the light, for their works were wicked. Dang, go and read another verse. We're we closing down here. Keep reading. Verse 20. For everyone who is practicing evil matters hate the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. Mm. But the one doing the truth comes to the light so that his works are clearly seen and that they have been wrought in Elohim. Mm -hmm. Keep going. All right. And after this, Yeshua and his taught ones or anointed ones came into the land of Yehuda 
and remained there with them, and he was emerging. Now, yeah. Scripture tells us clearly, for if a person is practicing evil by way of lifestyle, now mm -hmm. evil is living by darkness and not by light. So any lifestyle, any behavior pattern, any holiday or way of doing things, a doctrine that has not been produced by light, which is knowledge of the kingdom, the script, not, not, we're not saying this, the scriptures say, say that it's evil. And when a person reject the light, mm -hmm. they're rejecting it because they don't want their evil works to be revealed as evil. Now, who is behind the scene making a person think like that? The enemy, definitely. It's not the person. Right. And what I wanted to say, share was, mm -hmm. um, even as a believer, when we stand in, in light and we begin to speak in light and speak the knowledge of the truth to other people, and if they decide that they reject that truth and they call themselves being believers, mm -hmm. It's not, it's not you that they're rejecting. Right. It's that truth that they're rejecting. So right. they have chosen not to walk in the light. Right. That's a decision, a, con a conscious decision that they have made mm -hmm. not to walk into that light. You got to right. be real careful of that. Right. And, and as we have pointed out, I don't know what else can be said. Light is only what the knowledge that has been produced by the kingdom. Knowledge is exposure to ideals, original ideals or thoughts. So if I'm involved in something that's not the original thought and is a thought of a person with a good heart who intend to do good, I, I'm still walking in darkness. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. And here, here it is again, when light come to a person who is born again that's right. and they reject the knowledge of the kingdom, yep. It's really not you. It's a demonic stronghold that's set up in you. Mm -hmm. That's right. A, mm -hmm. a stronghold, whether a religious, which is the most powerful, mm. and religious stronghold produce traditional strongholds. Mm. Traditions, mm. most traditions are carried out in culture relative to time and events. It's my tradition. There are some good traditions. It's, it's good tradition for once or twice a week for a family to get together and fellowship in a meal, a holy communion, you know, and, and, and fellowship. That, nothing wrong with that tradition. Mm -hmm. But to take that tradition and replace, take that instead of the traditions of the scripture as a result of exposure to light, yeah. that's what's wrong. That, that's where we got the problem. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, of course, you know our stands, we stand with light. That's right. And I don't right. see none of the secular holidays with light in them. I don't see any of them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take off work. I don't have no problem with the 4th of July. I, the only problem I got is as far as native-born black Americans, <laughs> we were not free, so I don't celebrate that. Yeah. You know, and I know the birth of another country was based on the brutality of the backs of my ancestors, so I don't get into that. Don't try to convince me. All right, so uh, there are other days. <laughs> yeah, because it's just true. We stay yeah, with truth. Yeah. I mean, if you if it was the other way around, I don't think the other people do that. Okay, so... Um, you know, paid veterans, they any day that a paid holiday that has nothing to do or conflicting with the culture of my, my, my government and the culture of the kingdom and interferes in my mandate and mm -hmm. ambassador of light, yes. I'm fine with it. But when you go and say, say tell me when, when the scripture 
the kingdom light. Tell me when Yeshua was born and you replace it. Tell me when he was conceived and you replacing it. Tell me when he uh, yeah. was, was uh, crucified, died, came back to life, was resurrect, resurrect, and you replace it. That's where the problem come in. Right. Because it's conflicting with light. It's darkness. Mm -hmm. So if a person choose to, again, we know some good people. We'll go to different things right. to bring light. Yeah. I'm not going to not fellowship with you because, you know, you believe something different and we supposed to be birthed of the same womb. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep coming around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one day the light going to hit you. <laughs> that's right. You know, you may not like me, but you can't fight the word. Yeah. And that, right. that's evidence. I tell people, we got to go close. I tell people all the time, you don't have to fight nobody. Mm -hmm. If you get an invitation, take light. You 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 bringing light into a realm of darkness. Yes. That's what you are doing. That's good. And then you invite them to your cultural, your government uh, special holy days and sad mm -hmm. things are done. So yeah. we love you much, appreciate you much. We can go on and on and on in this, but we always want to give you keys. We want to give you foundation. We want to give you the precepts of the kingdom so you can study, seek for yourself, and be enlightened by the Holy Spirit who is in you. Okay. All right. Now, what I want to say was, if you are in the light, continue to walk in the light and take it wherever you are going. Don't compromise. And shalom to you. Wasn't that so nice? <laughs> we just balance things out. Why you do that? I don't know why she'd be so cool when she'd be teaching with me now. She by herself. She'd be, yeah, okay. So, uh, I covering his head. I'm all right. good. So, uh, we, we want to bring this. And I don't do this because out of tradition, I've had uh, pastors tell me, well, Doc, if you don't take them, you don't take them to the altar, you ain't, you ain't preach the gospel. <laughs> I said, well, Doc, you taking them to the altar and not preaching the gospel. Right. And I laugh it off and keep going. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is being led by the Holy Spirit is give you an invitation to become a citizen of the kingdom. Become a citizen of the kingdom. And there's no religious ritual that you go through. You simply acknowledge who is dealing with you now because no one can come to Yeshua who is salvation unless the Holy Spirit draw them. Holy Spirit is dealing with you right now. Accept the invitation. Talk to him. Change the way you think. Ask him to forgive you for being ignorant walking in darkness all these years. And he'll receive you. You become a citizen of the kingdom. The next step is to come into the knowledge of the truth of the kingdom. Don't go to a religious church. Find you a congregation that believe in kingdom precepts, that possess kingdom concepts, that can help you be an influential and impactful ambassador. We love you much, and shalom, shalom, and shalom.